We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And as always, alongside me, <laughs> I, I forgot Just, I didn't do the thing anymore. It's really annoying. I can't see his body, but he's here with me. He's a floating head, Chris Biederman, because you're wearing a camouflage jacket. So I so can't hoodie. see you. A camouflage yeah, yeah. hoodie, whatever. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that's fair. I'm that's trying fair. to do jokes. Just blending in. Sponsors. Let's talk sponsors. Uh, yeah. Lamb chops. We love lamb chops. I'm wearing the ash gray lamb chops hoodie. This is my go-to hoodie. If I'm sitting around the house, if I'm getting ready for work in the morning, if I've got to run outside, if I've got to go run errands, it's my lamb chops hoodie. My other one's in the wash. But as soon as that one comes out, that's going to be in the rotation as well. Super comfortable, super warm. It's kind mm-hmm. of that perfect fit. The modern fit these days is a little looser. Um, baggy clothes are, are kind of in. And uh, I would highly suggest that Ash Gray hoodie because I've had one. I've uh, I've traversed great distances in it, and uh, would not rec- could not recommend it enough. So check out check out what they got over at Lamb Chop SGLambChops.com. Yeah, you can also follow them on Instagram at SGLambChops. Use the promo code Candlestick twenty. You get twenty percent off your order. That's right. You get a sick ass hoodie, and you get it for twenty percent off. Can't think of a better deal than that. It's a pretty great deal at SGLambChops.com. Join the herd today. We're also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. We love our friends at Cooperage. We love Cooperage beer. We love their Pilsners. We love their hazy IPAs. We love their IPAs. We love their pale ales. We love their oatmeal stouts, their seltzers. We're into all of it, but we're especially into the Candlestick Chronicles hazy IPA, which is now just available all the time. And that's super cool. And that's why we love Cooperage. Yeah, uh, it's great. All the beer is great. I put it up against anything. I say it every time we talk about it. Yeah. It's as good as anything you can get from the Sonoma County area. And there are some really big names in Sonoma County. If you know, you know. And uh, honestly, everyone or not everyone, but a lot of people who work at some of these other establishments, they go to Cooperage after work to uh, to enjoy some some beer. I mean, you can make a strong case that that Cooperage Brewing is your favorite brewer's favorite brew. Yeah. That's so. the tagline we've made up for them. <laughs> so shout out to the Cooperage. Shout out to Cooperage. Vibes are great. Um, excellent brewery. Excellent yep. place to be. Yep. Excellent hang. And uh, to be able to get their beer in stores uh, around the Bay Area, particularly in the North Bay or 
uh, through the mail if you're 21 and a resident of California. Um, it's just uh, it's it's a great it's a great thing to get, um, particularly these winter months. Maybe the weather's a, a little um, a little tough. You got some rain, you got some wind, maybe some snow, depending on on where you are. Get mm-hmm. that beer delivered. Don't don't risk the elements. Have uh, yep. you know that's why that's why we that's why we pay UPS and the USPS and whoever else to to deliver stuff. For totally. So take advantage. Cooper'sBrewing.com is where you can get your beer today. Also want to shout out Prize Picks. Uh, we they've been rocking with us all year, and we've had a ton of fun with it. We we were late to starting this live podcast because we were messing around on Prize Picks on the website and the app and making our selections for today. We'll, we'll dive into those selections a little bit later, but just wanted to shout out prize picks. Uh, you can go to prizepickscom slash candlestick and use promo code candlestick for your first deposit match up to $100. It is the easiest daily fantasy sports you will play. Uh, pick two to six player stat projections. You pick more or less on those projections. And then uh, you watch the winnings pile up because that's how it goes. It is uh, my new favorite way to watch sports, and I think you'll enjoy it very much as well. So shout out to our friends at Prize Picks. All right, shout let's... out to Prize Picks. Um, just quick spoiler alert before we get to them. It is yeah. officially Demon Season. Demon Season. Chris is on Demon Time. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> Niners Ram. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, so here's a little little before we before we get into what amounts to a preseason game in week 18. We we have real stuff to talk about with this. We're not just going to just say this game is going to stink. There there's some stuff to watch and we'll and we'll tell you what it is here in a second. But before <laughs> over the since we've started this podcast, I think every time maybe not maybe all but one time the 49ers have played the Rams, I've hit I've hit up Jordan Rodriguez from the Athletic. She covers the Rams. She does a really great job. Uh, she's done a podcast about the Kyle Shanahan play calling trees. She does really good work. And she's fun to, to talk football with. But before I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother for this game. I'm not I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to waste her time. And that's hey, that's hey, kind of how I feel about this game. It was going to be, you know, hey, Jordan, with with Ernest Jones sitting out, what's what's the Rams linebacking core going to look like on Sunday? And how yeah. are those guys at, at run fits? Yeah, um, right. and, and do they bite on play action in a way yeah. that maybe Kyle Shanahan? Would? So unfortunately, we're not going to have those answers for you. But maybe, yeah. maybe if the Niners and Rams match up in the playoffs, Jordan will grace us with their presence so we can get to brass tacks. Right, and that so that that's kind of the the gist of you know I I, I I tell the story about about Jordan to say that this game is awkward. I mean, it, it it is. Well, okay, so the Rams are we, – we talked about it in the last podcast. The Rams are sitting a bunch of guys, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones, of course, as you mentioned. So they're sitting all those guys, and it sounds like Puka Nakua, who needs four catches and 29 yards to break the rookie receiving yards record and the rookie receptions record, is going to get those records and then get out of the game. So sure. – 
like Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams isn't going to play. Well, the 49ers, they have seven players who missed practice Thursday because of injury. I'm sorry, six players who missed practice Thursday because of injury. And we already know Brock Purdy's not going to play. So that makes seven players who are already out. They can bring up two from the practice squad. So they have basically one additional spot to that they can sit a player. And I would be shocked if that second spot alongside Brock Purdy among the healthy scratches, the quote-unquote resting players for Sunday, is anyone other than Trent Williams. I would be floored if it's... yeah. So unless there's an unknown injury that crops up, I I think Trent Williams and Brock Purdy are both gonna gonna sit out on Sunday. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the the Niners did get a little bit of good news this week in the form of you know guys like Juwan Jennings and Jalen Moore progressing enough through the concussion protocol that they could practice on Wednesday um, as limited participants. Um, and it sounds like Jalen Moore is through the protocol um, because Mm -hmm. on Thursday he wasn't even listed um, on the injury report. So that would indicate that Jalen Moore is probably going to play left tackle protecting Sam Darnold's blind side. Um, Yeah. I'm with you. Like, and, and it's kind of tough because, you know, you would love to just sit uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and Nick Bosa. And, you know, you have, right. you have some other guys at, at those positions, but you only have five linebackers up on game day. And so you can't, if you just sit Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, then you have your three backups. And if any of those guys get hurt, um, you know, Warren Burks has been dealing with injuries throughout the year. You'd have De- Demetrius Flanagan fouls, Jalen Graham, D. Winters. Then you're throwing Greenlaw and Warner back into the mix. So there's a there's a decent chance that like, you know, you might be looking at Sunday with like Fred Warner playing a half and Dre Greenlaw yeah. playing a half. And Greenlaw's been banged up too. Yeah. Um so I I think that's kind of what this is gonna look like is is some of these starters you'd be like, man, why is that guy playing? Well, it's kind of out of necessity. Yeah. Um, because like you pointed out, given the 49ers injury situation, and they have seven guys that aren't expected to play already. Um, it's not going to be a scenario where they can just rest everybody like they would in the preseason when the roster's at 90 players. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is an awkward game because really all you want to do is to just not have any injuries, but you do have to play an actual football game. So so with that said, I'll, I'll go through the, the players who, who look like they're going to sit out here in a second. But with that said, I also don't think we're going to see like a when Debo Samuel is on the field or Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle or whoever it is, I don't think we're going to see heavy volume for those guys. Not going to be like a ton of Debo Samuel crossing routes. <laughs> it wouldn't. It it legitimately wouldn't shock me if once Puka Nakua gets his gets his yards, if a lot of the Rams' offense is just hey, let Carson Wentz run around and do stuff, and just kind of get acclimated to the offense in case he needs to play in the postseason, And I think we probably see the, a lot of the same with, with Sam Darnold, but throwing to like Ray Ray McLeod. And if Juwan Jennings is through the concussion protocol, a lot of Juwan Jennings, hey, a lot of Ronnie Bell, get him some burn and doing and doing that. And then at some point it just turns into three runs and punt. But what you're probably not going to see too is Danny Gray, right? Yeah. I'd be pretty surprised if Danny Gray is because... on the roster. 
for Danny Gray to get elevated off IR, they would have to get rid of somebody else. Yeah, and it, with their injury situation, I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna yeah. release somebody to to add Danny Gray. Like they need every bo- they they literally need every body they can possibly get. And unless the plan is to sit Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, then maybe they add Danny Gray and release. A, I, I don't even I, I don't even know where they could <laughs> afford to release somebody, but right. the here so here's who's sitting out for sure. Eric Armstead's out. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is out with a calf injury. Eric Armstead has a foot and knee injuries. It sounds like Jair Brown's going to miss the game. He's dealing with a knee injury. Ross Dwelly's still working through a high ankle sprain. Looks like he's going to miss the game. Tayshawn Gibson has a quad strain. Shanahan said on Wednesday, he said that's a seven to 10 day injury, but it could be faster. I'd be pretty surprised given that Gibson hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. I'd be pretty surprised if he goes. So we're going to say Tayshawn Gibson's out. And then Ambry Thomas had surgery on his hand. Based on what Shanahan said, it, it sounds like he would play if this was like a playoff game. Mm Mm-hmm. But and they knew going into last week he would need the surgery, so it's not anything major. Uh, but he's going to miss the game on Sunday. So yeah, that's that's seven players who are who are all in line to miss the game. So that's where that's yeah, at. yeah. I mean, I it's still, tough to talk about. Like I don't yeah, really know. So here's 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 what here's what I'm watching for. Yeah, I want to see what. Well, first of all, just the injury situation. Like keeping players healthy, but B, uh, I want to. I'm really interested to see what Sam Darnold looks like over a full game. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not what it would be with the starters. But does he avoid just the disaster throw? I know he had the interception against the Ravens. It does. I mean, fourth and goal from the 28 or whatever it was. I mean, that was just a heave to the end zone. I'm not super worried about that. But can he avoid the disaster interceptions and the errant throws and just kind of the sporadic play that that plagued him through most of his career to this point and is why he's signing a one-year cheap deal as a backup? So I think Sam Darnold, frankly, stands to make a lot of money if he plays well. And it gives the 49ers some peace of mind that if they run into quarterback issues in the playoffs, they have a capable backup if something happens to Brock Purdy and he's not available. So I'm definitely watching to see what Sam Darnold looks like. Again, and not expecting that he's going to go throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns, but can he run the offense? Can he make the right reads? Can he make good throws? Maybe they're not all caught. Maybe, you know, there's a wrong route here and there. I don't know. But I'm fascinated to see what a full game of Sam Darnold looks like. That's that's something I'm I'm legitimately curious to watch. I don't know that I, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't know that what he does in this game, giving how meaningless it is, is really gonna be like like a team that signs Sam Darnold to a multi year contract and pays him eight million dollars a year is doing it because they already have priors on Sam Darnold. Like they already like no, him. I um okay. let me rephrase then. Okay. In my opinion. If, if Sam Darnold goes out and sucks in this game and throws four <laughs> interceptions, sure. I think sure. it dramatically impacts his free agency. Fair. Yeah. He can do I agree with that, that he can definitely do more harm than good. It's not gonna yeah. be oh oh Sam Darnold tossed three <laughs> tutties against the Rams in week eighteen. 
I know Ernest here's, Jones wasn't out there, but <laughs> here's 45 millis. Let's make this happen. Um, oh, no, hey, I, there's another storyline. I just thought Akella Witherspoon revenge game. Mm. Sacramento's mm-hmm. finest. Shout out Christian Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it, Sam Darnold, it'll be interesting. Like, is there any element? Is there going to be any carryover? Right. Because we, we always seem to, we, the collective, we, not you and I necessarily, mm-hmm. but there's always this, like in the preseason, we are all very prone to overreact to what we see in a preseason game. And this Correct. is more or less a preseason game. So I think the point I would make with that was saying that is that like, if Sam Darnold were to come out and play really well, mm-hmm. I don't know that all like I would feel awesome about him being inserted into a playoff game because of it. Right. Like Brock Purdy has another stinger flare up has to miss a drive or two because he's getting evaluated in the tent and letting his shoulder cool down. I don't know that I'm like, yeah, Sam Darnold was awesome against the Rams. This is going to be perfect. No, no doubt. No doubt. I I think there would definitely be a a little bit, a little bit of drop off, but again, you'll, you'll know when you're, when you're watching. Yeah. I'm if, if he just looks really, really good against the Rams and you're going, okay, at least it wasn't a disaster. But again, I go back to, if he sucks, if he's just goes out there in his cheeks, (laughs) then you, 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 because right now I'd be if if Sam Donald entered a playoff game for the Niners, it's kind of like, all right, here you go. All right, we'll see what it looks like. If he goes out and stinks in this game, then you're going, ah, can Brandon Allen play? Is that is that an option? If he goes and lights it up, then you feel a little bit better. I'm not saying that he's going to prove that he's better than Brock Purdy or anything. Nothing. No, it's no. not that dramatic. But a, no. a full game of Sam Darnold, if he goes and looks as good or better as he's ever looked in the NFL, that's 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 more of a positive than what we have right now, for me anyway. Sure, I think, and I'm not basing this off much, and obviously we that, that this game hasn't happened yet. I would think there's a pretty good chance that Sam Darnold just comes back on like a very similar contract, because maybe there's still like Brock Purdy. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is injury prone, but there's certainly like if you're a backup quarterback looking for an opportunity in an ideal scenario, the 49ers still represent that. And maybe Sam Darnold can get six or seven million instead of three or four from another team. But in terms of an opportunity to eventually get another big payday, which if I were Sam Darnold's agent, I would say, look, yeah, maybe you can get a million or two here or there from another team. Um, but maybe that other team has a first-year head coach. Or mm-hmm. you would be a bridge quarterback for a rebuilding team and you'd be thrown to the wolves behind a bad offensive line and with crummy receivers. Um, yeah, maybe you make a little bit more money in that scenario. Uh, but ultimately, in you know two, three years from now, maybe that hampers his ability to get another big bite at the apple right sure so i think there's no matter what happens on sunday and to your point like he can do more harm than good but no matter what happens sunday i i would think that there's a pretty good chance that darnold just comes back because he's like look like you know i can be a backup here and potentially get an opportunity to play if brock purdy were to get hurt 
and play with, you know, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams is my left tackle, right? Like, sure. So I don't know that it's necessarily a referendum, but I think, I mean, the funniest possible outcome is if Sam Darnold does decide to leave and then Mac Jones is a Niners backup quarterback next year. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, we, we can't rule that out. Right. Like if Mac Jones is on the open market, Kyle Shanahan is picking up the phone. Even if it's, even if it's like, Hey, you're going to be our Nate Sudfeld. Like maybe like Mac Jones. I'm not saying it, they, the Niners would say you're, you're definitely going to be our backup. Look, the, I don't, but, I didn't even, but Mac Jones, Kyle Shanahan could tell Mac Jones like, Hey man, you know, we, we got two guys signed already, but you want to come compete for a spot. We've played three quarterbacks in the season plenty of times. Come hang. I, <laughs> I don't you even like it. Forget, forget the football aspect of it. Like I don't disagree <laughs> with you. Right. Mac Jones, a pro bowler. Like, let's keep it a stack. <laughs> just leaning on that. I'll just spit my water all over my computer. <laughs> Mac Jones. Mac Jones did the gritty in a Pro Bowl, so sure. I, right. yeah, we, know we know he can play. We know he can play. No, <laughs> no. Uh, the the thing that I can't handle with that is all of the 2021 draft revisionist history that would then come up. Yeah. Like, oh, actually, the people who who reported it was Mac Jones weren't wrong. They were just early. Like, that's the kind of, oh, God, we'd get a Schefter tweet about how this is what the 49ers have wanted all along. And, oh, God, I just don't need to relitigate <laughs> any of that. Oh, Mike Silver would have, a, would have an expose ready to go. Man. I mean, look. Please don't speak that into existence. We all know Mike Silver was not the only one who was told by people inside the building that Mac Jones was going to be the pick. No doubt. No, no doubt. I'm raising my hand on this one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I bet substantial sums that Mac Jones is going to be the Niners quarterback, but it's fine. (laughs) Thanks. So, uh, yeah, I'm no. it's it's It feels like a layup. Like... It's way it's way too easy. Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett is going to wear a 49ers uniform next year. Yeah. Oh god. Or depending on what happens in the playoffs, Kirk Cousins. Stop. <laughs> All right. So, I do think I do think what week 18 does give us an opportunity to do is and like I don't you know, look, the 49ers very clearly have one of the best rosters if not the best roster in the NFL. Sure. But we can look at like Danny Gray and Ty Davis Price and come to a pretty firm conclusion that those picks just didn't work out right. Not ready to give up on uh, Danny Gray just yet. No, I, I don't. It, no, you're right. It's not if you're. I. I. My. This is not my thing. This is a thing I heard once, and it's a thing that I follow. Give it three years, is typically what I. What I. My. My timeline of okay, you have three years in the league. What have you done? Are you trending the right way? What does it look like? When you're two years in and you've gone from the active roster to the practice squad, and then you've been on IR all year but healthy because the team doesn't want to clear a roster spot for you, 
that's 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 trending the wrong direction at the end of year two. Yeah, when Chris yeah, I don't feel Conley great and, about it. Don't feel Chris great about Conley it. and Willie Sneed are, are getting elevated above yeah. you. It, here's the thing with that. Like Kyle Shannon's pretty practical about this stuff. I know a lot of people like to make more of it than than is really there. Um, and maybe us included in past years to, to a certain extent, or at least myself. I don't want to speak for you. But for Danny Gray, for him to to make an impact on the team this year, it was never going to be as a receiver, right? Like Danny Gray was never going to be um, the guy who, you know, was was going to leapfrog Brandon Ayuk and, or Debo Samuel for snaps. So that's, that was never going to be the case. You're still muted, by the way. But for Danny Gray to get on the field, it was going to have to be on special teams. Mm-hmm. It was basically going to have to be on special teams and as a run blocker. Like that's just that's just it, right? Right. Um, and that's what Ronnie Bell probably deserves a little bit of credit for. We don't mm-hmm. know necessarily that Ronnie Bell is like that much better of a receiver than Danny Gray, but mm-hmm. what Ronnie Bell did was you know, play special teams. We can obviously have the conversation about how not good of a returner he's been, but at least he's able to contribute on special teams. Right. Like that was was his ticket to making an impact on the roster, or at least just making the roster overall. Right. He was really good in the preseason too. Because Danny Gray, and look, like what I heard about Danny Gray coming out, he wasn't a great practice player in college. And I you know following up it doesn't seem like that that's changed all that much in the pros right Mm -hmm. and so for Danny Gray to get playing time it's never going to be hey you're a third round pick so we're just going to guarantee you playing time there are countless examples of 49ers players from this regime that haven't worked out because guys who were drafted later than them or who went undrafted Mm -hmm. have have done more in practice and been more productive and understood what they needed to do to get on the field than some of these guys who might've felt more entitled because they were, you know, second, third, fourth round picks, right. Right. Or there were injuries or whatever. But so I think that's kind of where we're at with Danny Gray. Like, you know, it was, it happened with Jalen Hurd and Juwan Jennings. It happened with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. It happened with, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's happened, you know, basically every year it feels like an undrafted or lowered like day three guy has supplanted somebody who the team made a more significant investment in right. because those guys just do what it takes to get on the field. And in a lot of cases, that's, you know, be really good at run blocking mm-hmm. and be really good on special teams. And we haven't gotten that from Danny Gray yet, apparently. Right. And so like you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the 49ers cut bait in the offseason, like at this point. I'd be, I honestly, it, I maybe they give him another camp because Ty Davis Price had a good camp. Yeah. And he's just not, he, it, Ty Davis Price's problem is he doesn't play special teams and he can't carve right. out a role on special teams. And that's and what it, Jordan Mason did. Right. So yeah. I, I think they give Ty Davis Price another crack, but like if, I'd be, I wouldn't be, I'd be a small bit surprised if Danny Gray just got cut outright in the offseason without getting another camp. 
but it wouldn't it wouldn't like floor me by any means yeah i mean i think they don't have anything to lose by bringing him back right like maybe maybe the way the season went the first two years of his career that lights a fire under him he's still got a unique skill set relative to the other guys in that receiving room like he's right he's probably flat out the fastest receiver that they have on the roster yes but you know it's obviously playing for kyle shanahan it's more than just being a speed guy right like chris Connolly was never chris Connolly's a fast guy known for his athleticism and all of that but like chris Connolly made gets elevated to the active roster because he run blocks and mm-hmm. plays special teams like right. you just have to do those things if you're not a starter for kyle shanahan and the reason why i mean you can quibble with like oh kyle shanahan's not developing these dudes it's like man they're not trying to develop any they're trying to win super bowls like what you're sure. gonna bench debo samuel so you can give danny grayson burns but if, so you can, quote but unquote it, develop it, him dude but here's the thing and and i think it was robert mays and nate tice who made this point kyle shanahan develops the shit out of people yeah <laughs> like there are there are so right. many players who have gotten developed under kyle shanahan that we know it whatever he does works yeah george kittle brandon Ayuk. i know they traded up for brandon Ayuk, but but still he is he has gotten better he has gotten better debo samuel was a was a second second round pick elijah mitchell sixth round pick and a good player who just can't stay healthy that's not his fault uh, Matt Breida, Jeff Wilson Jr., like all, all these players that have been taken and developed. Jawan Jennings, seventh round pick, uh, who was who was on the practice squad and hurt most of his his first year. Like these are players who come in and they find roles and they are developed and they find ways to be successful on the team. I don't think Danny Gray not getting snaps. I don't know how this became a Danny Gray conversation, but I don't know how Danny Gray not being able to crack the active roster is some indictment on Kyle Shanahan's ability to develop a player. Right. Like to me that to me at some point, like it's on the player. Yeah, hundred so. percent agree. Um, and people have listened to this podcast long. And by the way, I brought up the Danny Gray thing because this is week 18 and he's not going to get elevated and, I frankly don't know what else we are there is to talk about this game, but <laughs> that aside, I have uh, I have some some players to watch. <laughs> okay, before I do, before I we do, get to that, I do like kind of earnestly. Okay, but not Ernest Jones. <laughs> well, no, obviously. Like, come on, <laughs> okay, cause you're crazy. You know. <laughs> um, like there was uh, going into 2021, I believe it was. I think you and I were correctly critical of just the team's overall handling of the cornerback situation. Correct. And them not willing to play Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore and instead going with Dre Kirkpatrick um, and uh, what's his name? Former Carolina Panther, big horse guy. Oh, Josh Norman. Josh Norman, right. Thank you. He's, his, big I horse. always When you said big always... horse guy, I went Nikola Jokic <laughs> was my first... <laughs> No, he never played corner for the Niners. Um, Josh Norman. I think oh, speaking we have dubs kicking the shit out of the nuggets right now. Holy cow. Okay, I know. Sorry, keep going. I know. Big fourth, big third quarter there for, for classic the third quarter dubs. Yeah. They're, sorry. They're keep going. I'm, I keep getting some. Um, but I think the issue with that was cornerback was a very clear position to need. And you drafted those guys. So like at some point you got, you have to just throw them in the fire because developing them makes a lot more sense than playing these veterans who 
are not going to be on your team beyond the season. Mm-hmm. That to me is a far different scenario than, oh, Danny Gray is not getting the reps he needs. It's like, no, you're loaded at receiver. Right. 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 Like, Very you are different. loaded at receiver and you're tr- trying to win a championship right now. In 2021, it was like, you don't have any corners and you drafted these guys. Like, go, like, play them. You have to play them because it's not like Drake or Patrick and Josh Norman are playing awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it can't be worse. So at least let these dudes who are probably going to struggle because Kyle Shanahan watched them in practice. Like we do have to trust Kyle Shanahan when it comes to that stuff. Like if these dudes are bad in practice, Kyle Shanahan is not going to just throw them out there. So th- there's an element of that. Like I'm willing to acknowledge, but yeah. that's it. Like that was a very different situation with those cornerbacks and guys like Ty Davis price or, or Danny gray. Right. Yeah. Because you know, you have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Right. Um, can I give you some players to watch? I would love nothing more, man. On Sunday. And then we can get to our three keys to the game. (laughs) Line of scrimmage. Uh, All three phases. Win the turnover battle. Mm, Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a big one every week. All right. So I genuinely, this is okay. No, AJ crew 75 in our YouTube chat says, am I late? Nah, dude, you're just on time. So I say like, I say this not in these are opportunities for like, oh man, they could have a huge game and start a playoff game. It's not, it's not like that. This is just, these are some players who are going to be on the field that may or may not do something of consequence for their I, I, more future than anything in the immediate. Okay. 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 Sounds like Ray Ray McLeod will be activated i'd be a little bit surprised if he's not he's been a full participant in practice the last two days after having his 21 day practice window open on wednesday i think that ray ray mcleod is going to get the return opportunities and i think he's going to get in quite a bit at receiver that'll be good for him just to get a game under his belt before playing in the playoffs because he's been out for the last i think four weeks definitely could use like especially punt returning you just wanted like like just fair catch everything, right? Just like catch yeah. it. Have I ever catch told you it. my my theory on punt returning, or what I would do if I was a coach? Is it have the punt returner call fair catch every time? Yeah, how'd you because know? I'm kind of I'm kind of at that point. No, I I'm I am beyond that. Send eleven. You're getting the ball. <laughs> just go try and block it every time. I don't hate it. Like worst case there, oh no, they pinned you deep. At least you get the ball back. Best case, yeah. you block it. Ah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like turnover risk just to like save yourself five yards. Sure, and and you're you're fair catching, and even then you could still muff it. Like there's just a lot, just a lot that could go wrong. I think you just send eleven. That's what I would. Do. Yes, we, I'm we sure a spe- I'm sure a special teams coach would tell me I'm an idiot for that, and guilty as charged. But that's what I would do. It works. I don't hate the idea, especially when Ronnie Gray can't really catch anything. Ronnie Gray. Sorry. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Ronnie. I'm not sure. Hey, that's is that more Ronnie Bell shade or Danny Gray shade? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Real quick. Someone in the YouTube chat drool. Said Rams would either play the Lions or Cowboys depending on Sunday. Yeah. So if the Rams win, they will play whoever the number three seed is. 
if the Rams lose, they will play whoever the number two seed is. Yeah, so the Lions and Cowboys have the same record. Right. If the Cowboys win, if the Cowboys beat Washington, which I think they will, Cowboys will be the two seed, Lions will be the three seed. Rams win, they'll play the Lions. Rams lose, Packers win, Rams would play the Cowboys. Yeah, and Detroit can't be any lower than the three seed. Correct. Cowboys lose, Lions lose, Eagles win, Rams win. (laughs) Rams play Eagles. Yeah, Philly's not out of the division race. No. No. All right. I don't think there's any way they're losing to the Giants. (laughs) All right. Um, I think... think Jordan Mason is going to get a ton of burn in this game Mm -hmm. and it'll be an opportunity for him to do whatever he needs to do to see the field more often. I don't know if it's that maybe it's just that they think that Elijah Mitchell is better and he has a longer track record of, of being better. And then Christian McCaffrey's on the field as much as he is. So there's just no room for Jordan Mason or if it's what he does as a receiver, or maybe he just lines up in the wrong spot or misses blocking assignments or whatever it is. He should have plenty of opportunities to clean a lot of those issues up. And like I said, less about that's, this is less about what he can do in a playoff game and more about what his role looks like moving forward. Yeah. I think if you go back and watch that Cleveland game that the Niners lost, there were some plays that it looked like they were setting up screens and there just wasn't anyone there to catch said screen. Yeah. And then you see Jordan Mason on the other side of the field, like blocking somebody. <laughs> I think yeah. there were some assignment issues, some MAs yeah. as they call it, missed assignments. Yeah. Um, which, which might've contributed to, and Elijah Mitchell's good, obviously, but I, some of that stuff might've contributed to Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Candlestick Chronicles, and I am so psyched to talk to you about HelloFresh. That's America's number one meal kit. Now, I know that you want to save money in the new year, and you want to eat better. You want to stress less. Well, that's what HelloFresh is here to help you with. They can do all three. So say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like. And the best part is it's delivered right to your front door. And I know you're sitting there and you're going, you know what? That sounds great, but I I feel like I'm probably going to get the same recipes over and over again. I like to mix it up. Well, that's okay because you don't have to worry about that. HelloFresh has already had a ton of options, but now they have more options than ever before. You can dig into their biggest menu yet. They have over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle, any diet you're working with, any lifestyle you got. HelloFresh has got you covered. And Look, I'm telling you, I'm as busy as anybody as I know. My wife is as busy as anybody I know. We love HelloFresh. We get it directly to our door. We get three meals a week. And we just know, hey, dinner's taken care of. Even on the busiest nights, they have these quick and easy meals that we don't have an excuse now. We don't say like, oh, we don't have time to grocery shop. Oh, we don't have time to cook that. It HelloFresh takes care of all of it. And I am not a cook. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm not a chef. I am like not not good at cooking straight up no matter how how many video tutorials no matter how much chopped i watch i i I am not a good cook but hellofresh makes it super easy it's a step-by-step recipe card they give you there's images there's words no matter what type of learner you are you can you can do it i promise because i can do it i cook the heck out of some hellofresh and i am not a skilled chef in any way shape or form so i know that you'll be able to do it too Go to HelloFresh.com slash CandlestickFree and use code CandlestickFree for free breakfast for life. 
That's right. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash candlestick free with code candlestick free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Yo, it's your homies Kyle and Chris for Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are, are dressing themselves in. Uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts, or maybe it's a pair of joggers, or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that. And it always makes me look dope, which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. Yeah. It's super yeah. stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids, uh, kid sizes on here too. Yes, that and is everything's correct. unisex. Uh, yes. We we should point out also. So, um, no matter if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you, or a child, or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their <laughs> stuff as well. Use promo code Candlestick twenty today to get twenty percent off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever. Candlestick twenty is a promo code any day of the week to get twenty percent off your order from sglambchops.com. Uh, shout out to them. We really appreciate their support, and uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to sglambchops.com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high quality clothing. Join the herd today. Uh, speaking of that, I think Elijah Mitchell is probably going to play a little bit. I don't know how yep. much, but he looked really good against Washington. And if he goes out and looks really good again against the Rams, and I know Ernest Jones isn't playing. We've already talked about that. <laughs> but <laughs> It's a really good bit. Yeah, it's so good. I can't wait to tell Nick about it. Uh, <laughs> if if Elijah Mitchell goes out and, and runs really well, A, let's say he just lights it up in the first quarter. I bet they pull him. But yeah. if he is effective again, that just gives the Niners another wrinkle for their offense going into the postseason. Well, and that's and what I think, they had last. I think, real quick, and I think in the postseason, I think it's leading into what you're saying. I think in the postseason, it means you'll see more two running back stuff with Mitchell and McCaffrey on the field together. Yeah, and the 49ers in a lot of games last year used Elijah Elijah Mitchell as like a closer. Yeah, you know, so that's. Mm -hmm. It never hurts to have extra clubs in your bag. Right. As the golfers out there would know. We're only limited to 14, obviously. But, man, if you could get a 15th, maybe a little 62 degree, get a little saucy out of the out of the bunker, it would be nice to have. But, you know, you're, you're stuck with that 58. Sorry. Are you done? Yeah. Are we good? Okay. Just an on. another bounce option. You know, maybe want some with, with more bounce with, with the wet grass in the winter. Elijah Mitchell, more like Eliza, Elijah pitching wedge. Um, okay. <laughs> I think Sam Womack is going to get some burn. And hey. this is an opportunity for Sam Womack to actually put himself in the conversation to play cornerback for the 49ers next season. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And maybe they're, maybe it's, it's just going to be Ambry Thomas and Diameter Lenore and Traverius Ward. But right now, Samuel Womack's in kind of this weird space where he's not really a reserve. 
and because of the the way the way their secondary is set up he's like second guy off the bench but there's always going to be competition there they're always going to need competition there and if Samuel Womack goes out and plays really really well I think it puts him on a good track to be competitive for a starting job next year yeah that one that one surprised me um you know we've we've seen a lot of players you know come in after really good off seasons and win jobs that heretofore we might not have thought they were going to win good word thank you um so yeah that that certainly seems possible i think sam womack is kind of like you know he's got some development to do still and he's he's obviously a young relatively inexperienced player but what he represents to me is sort of the perfect like fourth corner because he can play in the slot and outside Mm -hmm. and like be a gunner on special teams that's like what that's like exactly what you want from your fourth cornerback somebody who can play both spots both inside and outside and this is just kind of what sorry go ahead no i i just think he's he's in position to be like you know potentially someone who can stick around just because he he's like the perfect margin type player for your roster yeah, and he plays special teams. He's a good special teams guy. The, the This is just kind of what he did in college. He wanted to play basketball, so he wasn't a highly recruited football player. He goes to Toledo, winds up lighting it up, earns a scholarship, and is their best corner for his last two or three years there. Team captain. Team captain. And I think led the led the nation in pass breakups or was up there in the nation in pass breakups. He's really, really effective. So he's, he's used to used to kind of getting it out the mud as the youth say i also think isaiah oliver this could be a big spot for him particularly for the postseason i think isaiah oliver is going to play quite a bit and if he can be good and instill some confidence for steve wilkes in the playoffs is where you empty your bag you throw any wrinkle you can at a team you do anything a little bit different and we talked last last episode about the bye week and how good the 49ers are at making adjustments, self-scouting and changing things and tweaking things at the bye. If there's a wrinkle to be made in the 49ers secondary, it is Isaiah Oliver. And whether that's him lining up maybe at safety, that's something Kyle Shanahan said might happen if their safety injury issues continue. But he maybe it's lining it, him up. At... Oh, sorry. He did a couple weeks ago, I think, um, when Tayshawn Gibson got hurt. Hmm. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, against Philly? I think it doesn't so. matter. Anyways, so it, maybe it's that. Maybe it's maybe it's putting him in the nickel in certain matchups where they feel really good about it. I don't know. If if Oliver goes out and plays really well though, I think it, it we talked clubs and bags. This gives Steve Wilkes another club in his in his bag to <laughs> to um with with modern offenses you got you have to mix things up you have to be able to throw wrinkles you have to be able to change up the looks and isaiah oliver is a much different look than diameter lenore maybe like a two iron you could play into the wind no okay i'm just kidding um you remember in 2019 uh when the niners went to the super bowl against the chiefs they started doing some of that stuff towards the end of the season and that version of it was going three safety sets with tarvarius moore on the field um and jimmy ward and the Super Bowl was covering uh, Travis Kelsey, like man to man, one on one, because you know back then Robert Sala thought Jimmy Ward was one of the best man to man players in the league, or so he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of put his money where his mouth is when it's like, "This is the biggest game of the year. I'm going to have Jimmy Ward cover Travis Kelsey." And Tavares Moore had an interception in that game. 
he did. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's much of a comparison to make between Isaiah Oliver and Tiberius Moore, other than the sense of, to your point, you know, if the 49ers were going to do some unique things and throw some new looks out there against a playoff opponent, maybe it's something like using Isaiah Oliver as a third safety on third and eight and doing some unscouted stuff that is a wrinkle other teams haven't seen. The last the the last thing here is just the non Bosa defensive ends. Like, can anyone show up and play well and again instill confidence that the Niners' defensive end depth going into the postseason is is good enough? What? Forgive me. What's Robert Beal is the name you're looking for? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what's up with Drake Jackson? He is on IR. Okay, that's right. With, with a knee? I think it's a knee. It's been long enough that I've forgotten about where he's yeah. at. So he's not going to play, obviously. Correct. Okay. Although so I Bob... think probably has a better chance of being activated than Danny Gray. Yikes. Assuming he's, I, I, I'm assuming he's on IR and could return, but isn't, but I don't know. I haven't heard sure. anything. I don't think his practice window's open. I think it might be. That's, it's definitely not open. Okay. So if it's not open, he's definitely not playing. Correct. Um, yeah, Bob Beal might be a might be a nice game for Bob Beal. Yeah, Robert Beal, Cleveland Furl, whoever, pick your poison. You know what those two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the murderers row. Um, yeah, I mean Randy Gregory. Oh, Randy Greggs, of course. Hey, maybe Sebastian Joseph Day gets. You know, we get a good look at him and what it looks like. Mm-hmm you know, firing off the ball instead of two gapping. I have a question. This is a legitimate question. Like I actually mean this. <laughs> okay. No, like, like it's going to sound like a bit, I promise, but I mean it, I, I mean it very sincerely. <laughs> if you're Kyle Shanahan and you get the ball at, at, or you have the ball at the Rams. Oh, I know where you're going here. 28. Are you just kind of not kneeling on it, but just going halfback dive into the line three times and then letting Jake Moody kick a 40, what did I say, the 28? So a 45, 46 yard field goal. Yeah, I am. Like and, and I and like I said, I don't I don't mean that. I know we've we've had our had our bits about Jake Moody, but genuinely, Jake Moody's been been fine this year. Outside of you know week six and seven, where where he missed I think three kicks in those two weeks, but other than that, he's been really good. He's he's fifty eight for fifty eight on extra points. Those those field goals I just mentioned in those two games are the only ones he's missed this year. Two of them were from outside of forty yards. One of them was from outside of fifty yards. It's it's not so much that you want to a you want to make sure that hey you can trust this kicker in a big spot outside of forty yards, but b he's only kicked twenty four field goals this year, twenty four attempts as a rookie. That's it's insane. It is so few field goals. So like I, I genuinely you talk about working on stuff and treating this like a preseason game. Like that's something you got to work on. You got to rep that because in the playoffs you're going to need to kick some field goals. Yeah. I agree. He's kicked four in the last uh, six games, five games, Man, four field goals in the last five games. Um, so, yeah, like, and I think the weather, I haven't checked, but 
there might be some weather in the area on Sunday. There might be some conditions, um, mm-hmm. some conditions as some people would call them. Yeah. Uh, and Levi's is, you know, the wind can be tough. Usually comes in from the north side of the stadium and blows south. Um, close, and it, it can, it can <laughs> shout out to Tim. Uh, it oh, can Tim. swirl a little bit because there are, there are no like retaining walls. Like you can, wind right. will literally come from outside the stadium, blow through the concourse and onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a unique, like I talked to Robbie gold about it a lot. The Niners, you know, Levi stadium is pretty unique for kickers given the wind patterns there, um, for an outdoor stadium. Um, it's generally pretty windy and it's generally coming from the same direction, but it can swirl a little bit and it would definitely help Jake Moody just get some kicks in. Yeah. Because that's going to be interesting. That's going to be super interesting to see how Shanahan handles that. The, yeah. I mean, if it's third and six in Rams territory, I'm, I'm calling a running play, you know, like just, we need our guy to just get, get some reps. Yeah. And you should feel confident to the point where, like, like I don't think Kyle Shanahan would be like, nah, I don't want to give him that because if he misses it, then his confidence is shot going to the playoffs. You can't, because do, you're you get, can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. You just got to operate like, no, I have confidence in my kicker. We're going to throw him out there. We're going to get him some reps. Well, and, and he hasn't you need had to know, any. <laughs> and and forget, his, forget his confidence. Like, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you roll Jake Moody out there twice against the Rams and he shanks both of them, from 43 and 48. Like now you're going to operate differently in the playoffs. Now you're hitting the waiver wire. <laughs> if he shanks kicks. I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean shanks, but if he misses okay. two, like now you're going to operate differently going into the postseason. Like that's just, you're, if, you're going to call plays differently. If he does but. the chase McLaughlin and kick it into the, the Niners entryway tunnel in the South end zone and an overtime field goal. Um, if this game goes, if this game, if this game goes to overtime, I'm getting on this podcast and calling for everybody involved to be fired. <laughs> like, let them score. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that might be a scenario where Mike Florio would be correct and the players wanting a. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you want to do prize picks? Then get out of here. Oh boy, do I! It is so. Here's demon the thing: season, baby. Let's demon go. Season. So here's here's the deal with with where we're at on on prize picks right now. So the 49ers and Rams, because of the state of their game, they have no available entries on prize picks this week, which is probably if you, smart. If you don't know, totally. If you don't know what prize picks is, it's daily fantasy sports. It's, it's the easiest DFS I've I've ever done. And it has been my favorite part of football this year. And uh, and frankly, basketball, because they have basketball, they have hockey. I'm not a big puck guy, but they do have hockey. If you're into that, college football, college basketball, soccer, PGA, Australian basketball, tennis, uh, you you name it, PrizePix has got it. So prizepix.com slash candlestick, promo code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash candlestick, promo code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Please join us. You'll have so much fun. And you don't, the thing I like about, about prize picks, you don't play against somebody. You're not playing against like sharp guys or bots or AI or anything crazy like that. It's just, it's, it's just you. You're making your entries two to six players, more or less on their stat projections. And, and you let it rock. 
So no Niners, no Rams this week. So we had to build a different type of entry, Chris. All non-Niners and Rams games. I think I picked all different games here. Yeah, I have like six different games. I got two games. From. Okay. All two right. games here. You um, want to go first? You go first. Yeah, let me just double check. Uh, I have the opponent correct here. Oh, boy. We have... I think who's Houston? Oh, Houston's playing Saturday. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, and they got Indy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, CJ Stroud. These are all demon picks, so I'm just gonna. They're, they're, it's the same number. All demon, demon picks. Demon picks are selections where you have to pick more. You cannot pick less, and the pay multipliers can go up to like a hundred times. Yeah. So, so hypothetically, they're bigger numbers, but the payout is much higher. So I'm doing three demon picks, three quarterbacks. The number is more than 299 and a half yards on mm. all three. Um, hypothetically, if you were to pay, uh, if you were to put in a $20 entry, you could win $630 mm-hmm. if it hits. Um, if this hits, uh, your boy is is in the green uh, for the season. Um, and listeners to this podcast know it hasn't been great for me. Uh, taking the big swings and going for the power plays, but we're doing the ultimate power play uh, to end this thing, to cap it off. Uh, We are going more than 299 and a half for CJ Stroud, Houston's quarterback against the Indianapolis Colts. We're going more than 299 and a half yards for Josh Allen in a pivotal AFC East game that basically determines the, the division championship. And then more than 299 and a half yards for Tua Tonga-Vailoa of the Dolphins in the same game. We're banking on a shootout. We're banking on lots of points, um, but the points are not what matters. Obviously, it's it's the it's the yardage here. 299 and a half, more than all demon picks. Pays if you if that entry power play, tw- you p- you put in 20 and you got a chance to win 630. Thank me later. Demon season, baby. We're rocking. I have no demon picks. I'm wimping out. Nope, check that. I have one, and I feel great about it. But here are my entries for this week. I have Jared Goff less than 225.5 passing yards against Minnesota. And I am banking on the Cowboys demolishing Washington so badly that the Lions pull their dudes like at halftime. Okay. So that's what that's what I think is happening there. I think Jared Goff's only going to get a half, and I don't think he's going to go for more than 225 and a half passing yards, so I'm picking less than there. I think Josh Allen is going to light it up against Miami. I'm going more than 245 and a half passing yards. A thing I'm predicting is that Buffalo beats Miami. Josh Allen has a huge game, and there's going to be this, is Josh Allen actually the MVP conversation, and Lamar Jackson is going to win it running away. That's how I think that's going to go. Um, Jaden Reed, Green Bay wide receiver. I'm going more than 50 and a half receiving yards for Jaden Reed. Oh, it is too soon. It is too soon. Jaden Reed is the reason why I'm not a fantasy football champion this year. And he's that's the reason why I'm picking him to go more than 50 and a half. <laughs> like, dude, I'm not like you took an L on it. I'm not doing the same. So I'm going <laughs> to... Jaden Reed, that's what you said the other night. Uh, 50 and a half receiving yards for him. I'm going to go more than that against Chicago. New Orleans kicker Blake Groupie, Group, Groupe, Blake G, 
Um, I'm going more than one and a half field goals made because, brother, if you're giving me the kicker on Derek Carr's team, I'm going to pick them to stall out in the red zone and put up a couple of FGs. So give me Blake Group A, um, not Blake Group B, Blake Group A. Uh, more than one and a half field goals made. And Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh against Baltimore. Pittsburgh is still playing for something. I think Mason Rudolph is playing for a potential job. I think he's going to target Deontay Johnson early and often. I think Deontay Johnson cruises to more than 37 and a half receiving yards. And then Nico Collins, you had CJ Stroud more than 299 and a half receive, uh, passing yards, right? Yes. So I'm going to ride that, but via Nico Collins, more than 99 and a half receiving yards. Indianapolis defense is terrible. Nico Collins is having a really good year. Houston needs to win that game. They win. They are the AFC South champions. Or no, they win and Jacksonville loses. I believe Houston is the AFC South champion. So they're going to be trying to win. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. I know Nico Collins has a huge game. I think CJ Stroud has a huge game. So that is uh, what I'm riding. And you said a $20 entry on that with those six uh, wins you 680 thanks to my Nico Collins demon payout. Is that a, is, that's a power play? Uh, play? No, it's six. It's six. It's all flex play. Okay. Yeah. And if you're unfamiliar with the flex plays with, with prize picks and this is, oh, my cat loves prize picks. He's jumping on the table right now. Uh, it, it, the flex play. So it, you can get up to two incorrect in your, in your entry and you still get uh, a little bit back. Even if it's not the maximum amount that you would get with six, you still get a little bit back. And that's one of my favorite things about, about price picks, pricepicks.com slash candlestick promo code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. We're having a blast with this. We hope you join us. Uh, Thank you to our friends at prize picks. That's prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Hell yeah. This how is the week, you, brother. How you and I have somehow churned out an almost hour-long podcast previewing this Week 18 game might be some of our best work. Not saying the content was the best, but just in terms of accomplishments, podcasting for an hour ahead of this Niners-Rams game where nobody's playing. Kudos to us, man. I hope we made it sound compelling. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I hope that there are people who get on their podcast apps tomorrow and look and go, because with the ads, it's going to be well over an hour, and go like, an hour and 10 minutes on this? I I hope somebody does that. And then they go, oh, those guys must have been cooking. And then they listen like, "Eh, Like, oh boy. Like, did they just say they should kick field goals on purpose? (laughs) All right. Hell yeah. Shout out Kyron. My man. Appreciate everybody in the uh in the YouTube chat. AJ Cruz 75. You guys made chicken salad out of chicken nuggets. I don't know if that's a good thing. I like chicken. I, nuggets. That sounds delicious. I'm not a chicken salad guy, but I'm not either, but I'm envisioning a salad with chicken nuggets on top, and that sounds great. That sounds great. Um yeah. I'm guessing the uh, the hand hey, emoji is uh means it was a nice thing to say. So shout out I to hope- you. I hope the homies at HelloFresh can can hook it up with a with a salad mm. with chicken nuggets on top. That'd be great. God, I love HelloFresh. That's not even because they're a sponsor. <laughs> I just rock with HelloFresh. Anyways, sure. 
Um, all right, let's get out of here. We appreciate everyone hanging with us if you've if you've lasted this long. Yeah. And uh we will God we will talk you. to you about what's what's certain to be a barn burner on hey, Sunday. Hey, Sunday's barring a catastrophe, Sunday's post game pod will not be an hour. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, appreciate Did- everybody. Check out our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, I should say, we got Shout links to, David to the podcast. This guy gets it. We're, we got podcast links down in the description. Check those out. If you're listening on the podcast, check out our YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, we appreciate everyone supporting the show for, we've been going four years. This is our fourth season podcasting together. Yeah. Late, late December of 2018. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Right before right before the Niners made their Bro, that's game. five years. Yeah. December of twenty eighteen. That's five years ago. Hey, look at us. That's that's wild. Who would have thought? That's wild. Alright. Goodbye everybody. Put, see ya.